Shut up and sit down. Welcome to the Undrafted Podcast with DJ and Delaney. This is the podcast, all things NBA. Start again. Didn't work? No, you said undrafted. Ah, oh, fuck it. <laughs> Welcome to the Underdrafted Podcast, Episode 7. Uh, for those of you who have seen our Facebook posts, we did our usual recording on Sunday, uh, and unfortunately the audio was not usable by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, in defence of myself and BJ, we decided to move out into my shed, to which we have now decided that the acoustics are not good enough. As soon as you talk away from the mic, you can't hear anything. So unusable is definitely the phrase we use. So what I'm going to do is just a quick 15, 20-minute episode just to give you a bit of a recap on what it was that we spoke about and a few other interesting things that are happening uh, with the podcast. So we basically started our conversation with what very little has been happening in NBA. If you're going to fuck up an episode, I think the one in between the preseason and the start of the season probably the one to do it. So we essentially discussed things like the Giannis signing the Supermax. I tried to claim a little bit of a victory lap that I did predict the Supermax, <coughs> so did 50% of everybody else. However... What we did decide, or what I think is the most interesting part of playing the Supermax, is not so much him being Giannis and, and the Milwaukee Bucks and how good their future looks for the next six years. What the teams that were lining up to potentially sign him, what they now do, the three main teams that everyone uh, has been discussing for quite some time, Dallas Mavericks, Miami Heat and Toronto Raptors. So... I mean, Dallas have got Dontich, Donkic, so, you know, let's not cry too loud for them, although they certainly need a more hardy star than Porzingis. Uh, However, if he can get some health going, their salary is good. It's not a lot of free agents next year, but, you know, their, their future, as long as Luke is there, is pretty bright. Miami Heat, you, you certainly can't say they're down and out without getting Giannis as much as they would have loved to have got him. They did make the finals last year. Butler's still got three, four, maybe five good years in him. And Bam is just going to get better. So, and then Miami, you know, should there be a free agent out there later on next year, uh, middle of next year sometime that wants out of their situation, Miami is always going to be a destination. I think the most interesting team that is going to have a big question mark hanging over them with the, you know, what now is definitely Toronto. Toronto. So Pascal Siakam, obviously very good. However, Fred Van Fleet is serviceable, but by no means a star. Kyle Lowry is definitely at the business end of his career. And, I mean, there's not a lot else going on. I'm not going to bring up any of the extensions that were signed uh, in the last couple of days, the rookie extensions that sort of had up until the day or two days before the start of the season. So they had to be signed. I'm just going to leave that one because that's definitely something that Damon's going to want to put his five cents into. So I just think that's very interesting. It's going to be fascinating now. Uh, I remember saying to, to Damo, 
who do you think is the best free agent next year, given people like Kawhi and, and whatnot, Blake Griffin, who, who will definitely either re-sign or on their player option. The best available free agent next year, seemingly Mike Conley. And that just sort of outlines to you that these teams that sat there and waited for their chance to have, have a go at Giannis, and by no means does anyone blame them for, for doing that, you're now left with a lot of cash and nowhere to spend it. But we all know in the NBA that those kind of teams have a tendency to bounce back very, very quickly. No one was sitting around, Sacramento weren't clearing $80 million to try and bring in Giannis and another star, you know, like the Nets did with Durant and, and Irving. So we think that it's they'll bounce back. It'll be very, very interesting. No, there's no real marquee free agents at the end of the year. But again, you know, sit back and, and have definitely have a listen to episode eight because we will discuss those uh, rookie extensions that not only were signed to some big dollars, but the the ones that didn't. And there's a, not always does that mean that they're not going to be re-signed. Teams will often let their restricted free agents go into the restricted free agency just to test the market. There's cap reasons why they do it and all that sort of stuff. Uh, I reluctantly allowed us to discuss the Jane Pardon saga that has just escalated very, very quickly. Um, there's, there's a few few angles of thought there. The biggest one, of course, and, and the one that's been floated around a fair bit is the Ben Simmons for James Harden trade. I guess the hard part there is he's a direct swap enough. You, you're giving away an all-NBA up those Ben, but an all NBA three times in a row scoring champ, ex MVP, arguably one of the best offensive players of all time, unarguably one of the best offensive players of this time. So, do you give up someone like Ben with all his faults? He's an all NBA, all defensive, just gun. And, you know, I being a Rockets fan, that now that Jimmy wants to go, as much as that does disappoint me a little bit, I think if our return is Ben Simmons, um, I'm not going to do that. My point to Damo was that I think the argument now between Philadelphia and Houston, although Maury did come out and say Ben Simmons is not going to be traded, Thanks for that, Maury. We've all heard that before, which to me says, yes, he is available to be traded. However, we want to limit the outgoing Maury strategy there. So I would think that they're probably sitting there arguing over protections. You know, we these two picks from Philadelphia coming over. They want to protect both of them for the first 10 or some, something like that. If you, if you want to see what kind of a ridiculous protection pick looks at, have a look at what uh, Houston got for giving Russell Westbrook. I believe it's something like protected one to fourteen for three years straight from Washington. So even if it does prevail and we get their pick, you know we're going to get eighteen. Um, the the problem is for Houston to you go know, five and one of them there to Oklahoma, but they're essentially un, unprotected. The most most thing talked about, I guess, with James Harden is that just if you want to compare him or and and certainly uh, Ravel, the GM of Houston definitely wants to to position it this way. Look what they got for 
someone like Paul George, look what they got. But load of picks and a lot of young players. And, and Houston, quite rightly so, want the same thing. However, the difference, of course, being is the, the age of the player. However, they're going to say hold strong and hang on to James as long as they possibly have to. And they're certainly not going to give him away for picks because, if anything, just reputation. They don't want to be known as the author to Danny Ainge, which is just away for nothing, keeping, you know, always, always managing to get uh, the most out of out of his trades. We then moved on to what we were most looking forward to before the season starts. Uh, I kicked it off. I'd very much like to see the Phoenix Suns just go start the season on a blinder. I think the addition of three... Um, just makes a massive difference to that team with DeAndre Ayton back full start of the season, missed the first 25 games last year. Uh, Booker is only going to get better. And I think just taking away Kelly Oubre Jr., who's as, as good as he is and, and will probably be do pretty well over there at the State, I just think that team has just been cleared for – the runway's been cleared just to – Crack on and just have a back. Damo's trying to keep away from the excitement that he has with Boston's season as much as it is very much an unknown. Damo was very interested to just see how this whole 72 game COVID nightmare plays itself out. You know, we, we definitely both agree that the best thing and we all really hope for it is that we get our 72 game season and that it just plays out in relative. Obviously, it's not going to. There's a 100% guarantee we're going to lose key players. You know, any player, obviously, is ashamed to lose to something like that, but we're definitely going to lose a few key players early and, and during the season, which is just going to throw the whole thing up into the ether of who knows what's going to happen. The teams, we, I believe at least, is that the teams that, are the, that have the best ones to, to look out for and, and I know when I did my fantasy I know when Damo did his fantasy and and uh, our special guest from last week Bar when he did his that he really we all looked at just and death because you know, if you're going to lose your star player for 12 days and that's what they're talking so anyone who tests positive for COVID is 12 days that have to be completely away from the team which basically means that it's 12 days or five, six, seven days, depending on their schedule and where they are and travel and, and various other things that that we just sort of haven't really had a chance to consider yet, but will unravel and, and play itself out during the season. It wasn't really a great deal of other things that we had to discuss. Again, not a bad episode for the recording to go tits up on. Uh, we're not big fans of preseason. There's... There was a few things that come out. Taught uh, Orton Tucker from LA had a couple of blinders, and he, you know, playing into our general attitude towards the Lakers. Vogel coming out having a bit of a complaint or a bit of a whinge about, oh no, now he has to figure out what he's going to do because he has to play this kid. Oh poor you! He's got to be one of the deepest teams in the NBA. Can you? I guess it was probably a little bit jest, but try not. Uh, the other bit that uh, I really do, it really does upset me that didn't hit the 
This bullshit thing he does where he walks around the court saying it or whatever it is. You just, enough's enough, Kyrie. You're not that bad at basketball, but again, you know, we've said it a hundred times and we'll say it a hundred times more. You're not even the best player on your team, let alone the best player in the league. And that's what you need to do. Crazy shit like that. We are allowed to, and we are to a certain degree, a little bit excited to see how this whole thing plays out. Because if you want to talk about death, there's a very, very deep team with the Nets pending, obviously, health of, of Kyrie and, and Kevin, who Kevin, who looked very, very good. I had uh, a good chance to watch one of the Nets preseason games, and he just looked dominant. I'm probably one of the best players in the league. And that's that's exciting for everybody. But just Kyrie, stop being such a wanker. Just sick sick to death of you. But at least once the season starts, we, we, we hope, we all hope, that there's just so many other things going on, positive, not not negative, uh, but a lot of other positive things going on with some young players coming into their own and a few superstars just... Lighting up the world, Damian Lillard, we're looking at you. Just to make that dipshit feel like he just should shut up. We don't. We just don't. So I'm sure everybody's probably sick of me banging on by myself for a little bit here. So we're going to go to our usual ad to thank the lovely, lovely people down there at Fringe Benefits in Hamilton, uh, who will also play into something I'll explain uh, later on. Uh, well, after, right after the ad. This week's episode is brought to you by Fringe Benefit Barbershop in the lovely town of Hamilton, Victoria. Looking a bit scruffy with the COVID lockdown, beard getting a bit unruly behind that mask. Well, look no further. Go in and see Tim, his assistant Jackie Boy, and the lovely staff in at Fringe Benefits Barbershop to all your barbershop needs. As always, thank you to Tim. Jackie Boy and the staff down there at uh, Benefits. You've got no idea how many times I've had to re 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 record this uh, segue into the next segment. Because believe it or not, although I'm sitting here in my shed all on my own, I still have a tendency to look away from the mic. And then when I re-listen back again, uh, same shit, different smell. Right, so something that Damo has, I believe, put up onto our socials uh, regarding a charitable cause that he has decided to kick off on, it's this uh, zero to hero thing. So uh, unlike the uh, unrecorded uh, disappearance recording, uh, I'm not going to call it a scheme. It is basically uh, a situation where he is going to grow his hair out, uh, and I will point out to Listeners, that uh, I'm getting married in about eight and a bit weeks, uh, to which is a groomsman in my wedding. So I have not actually run this by the boss to see whether or not he's happy that he does it. But uh, for a charitable call, she may she may get over it. So he's going to grow his hair. Now, how long that's going to be? That to me, I'm going to donate just to see how long his hair gets, just because I've never seen it. I've never seen it any longer than an army crew cut or whatever the nightmare he has right now. But he's going to grow it out as long as he can. I'm sure with the right amount of sponsorship, I'm going to dive. I'm going to really chuck him in here. If we can get people to give enough money or one person to donate over 
$200 in one go, I reckon we can get some colour or some sort of fucked up do thing going just to really get something. But he's rightly so, and congratulations to him. He wants to raise $5,000 for breast cancer. We have a good friend of ours who's mother has uh, suffered greatly from the disease but even without that it's always a good cause so him and the boys at fringe benefits are going to jump in on this and and really help nail it home we really want to get to the five thousand dollar mark keep an eye on the socials because i'm really drawing a blank on how long he plans on dragging this thing out for Uh, i guess it's just until he gets to five thousand dollars so I really just need people to give a lot of money because I have to look at him every week. So if the hair gets rid of it, pop it up to dollars so I don't have to look at it anymore. But let's go. Come on, we can get the $5,000 together. So in order to achieve that, what we're going to ask all of our listeners to do, and this also ties into a little bit of bragging rights for me based on on this episode alone, what we need is we need an uptick in listening. So in order for me to just drag him out for the next, oh, oh, until this podcast ends, if we can get double the listeners from from episode seven, I can just get stuck right into him about the fact that he's no good at this and you're all just here to listen to me, which, you know, we can all second and hey if it gets us to five thousand dollars and we can give that off to some breast cancer research or or whatever other um breast cancer clause Amo has in mind then you know it's a good thing now of course we did our regular segments grind my gears and, and crystal ball however the grind my gears really did it made me laugh and and i hope i made Dave laugh a little bit so i think we'll just we'll carry those on uh, on to next week but we'll, we'll we're going to use the crystal ball i've just spoken to him uh and he's happy to continue on with his original crystal ball a bit like his uh prediction towards the you know the the covert interruption early on i believe it was episode five something like that he was right but of course wishes he wasn't but he was so we'll give him that um I'm going to call, like I said earlier on, I'm going to give myself a 10% pat on the back for, for the Supermax. But my crystal ball from last week, which was Kyle Leonard would sign the extension, I, I really just didn't take into, into fact the consideration that Kyle Leonard is the saddest prick in the NBA. I don't understand a guy who's won two titles, gets paid a buttload of money, and, and still manages to be just a sad, sad cunt. And I'm a grumpy prick, so I'm allowed to, I believe, pick on one of my own. And he really is, just. And, you know, it turns out he's decided that it's his best option to decline his player option, which, I don't know, I've never heard, you know, I really do wish Damo was here just in case he can prove me or tell me wrong here, but I cannot remember a player this far out, saying he's going to decline his option. Usually it's just, you know, oh, I'm going to consider my options, consider my options, see how I go. I'm not sure. And, yeah, we all, we all fucking know what he's doing. But this time he's come out before before he's even taken the court for game one and has already said, oh, I'm just going to decline my options. 
is the best thing I can do. Paul George came and spoke to me before he, he signed his max deal. I think Paul George just want to go. You, you, it might sound like you're being friendly, but look at your face. You're just frowning and, oh, drives me nuts. I love to watch him play. That's what drives me crazy. Not as much as, as you know, Kyrie drives me crazy. You know, and I like watching Kyrie play, but I, I'd rather just shit Ken until he has been being an absolute dickhead. And Kawhi's not, you know, you know just, he's not doing, he just, he's not, he never says anything, but you can't really get stuck in him too much, but. Fuck's sake, mate. Just, just have a smile. Love a call. So my crystal ball for the week, uh, unfortunately, is very similar to Damo's uh, go at the COVID interruption. Is, 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 and it's a little bit of a gimme because it sort of happens every year, unfortunately. But in the next seven days, I'm almost certain there will be an all-NBA player from last year who will go down probably with a season-ender but potentially with, just, you know, a real long-term, long, long-term, as in we're not going to see him until April, May next year kind of injury. It's, and it really sucks. I hate to say it. And, again, I, this one I really hope I'm wrong. But it just every year it just happens. And it's just a shame to see. We saw Gabe, uh, Gordon Haywood go down with the, with the finger thing. There's some sort of... Ligament in his, it's, it's seemingly only his little finger, but you know, when you're a shooter, every I assume every ligament, ligament in your hand makes all the difference. So that's a shame, but I, I could imagine, and we'll we'll put into my crystal ball in the next seven days, we are likely to see an NBA player not, not be playing for the next three to four months. All right, I'm going to wrap it up there. I'm pretty sure everyone's sick to death of the. Having to listen to me bang on on my own, as uh, we've been told by many of our listeners, the, the banter between me and, and Damo is really the, the good bit, and, and I must agree, uh, it is a little depressing sitting out here on my own. But we've got to give you guys episode seven, and, and I'm all you've got. Damo's a very, very busy man this time of year. So I will talk again, mention again, we are looking towards. Scotch cast, and we're hoping it's becoming the famous Scotch cast. It's not famous yet, but I guarantee you, if you're lucky enough to have a listen, she's going to be a little bit of a little bit entertaining to say the least. So, we're looking for people to hit us up on the socials uh, or email, and it's oh Jesus, the underdrafted pod at yahoo.com. I don't know, check out our Facebook page, that's Damo's. And as part of the, uh, of the podcast, I'm not really sure how all that shit works. So hit us up, tell us what our usual segments are, and we will send you the Scotch Pod. It very much looks like we're going to be able to cram it in before the end of the year. However, uh, Damo's on call, and there's a oh, there's a whole bunch of factors. Um, you know, my four month year old baby generally. Takes a lot of my attention, so we'll, we'll we'll try and get in the Scotch Pass Scotch Cast because clearly it's going to be a please leave it alone the day after sort of situation because we will neck an entire bottle of Scotch and see what comes out. Uh, as always, back up our friends at Fringe Benefits, Timmy and Jackie Boy and the staff. 
if you ever happen to run into Trent Hill in Warrnambool, get stuck into him. I had dinner with him the other night, so managed to have a go at him myself again. Come on, Trent, get on the podcast. Bale has set the bar very, very high, so you really need to get just need to be in here. Get on the pod. Let's talk some ball. All right. That's me. I'm out. I'm done. I'm down to the last of my whiskey, so it's probably bedtime for me.